0: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to day 368 of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Typically speaking, you can listen to these episodes in whatever order you want to, but if you did not listen to yesterday's episode, it is crucial to today's because this is one of the series episodes. So please go listen to yesterday's first and then you can catch up with today's whenever you want. Okay, whether you just came back or you had already done your homework, we are talking about the hedonic treadmill, and I am reading a Healthline article, which is linked below. We left off just talking about the concept of returning to a baseline of happiness, and even though happiness is subjective, we all have our personal baseline that we usually return to, regardless of what happens to us, for the most part, barring certain factors. So now that we understand the concept we can answer rebecca's question so what makes an event more likely to lead to long-term happiness instead of effervescent pleasure this section of the article is titled why some events are more prone to hedonic adaptation than others sensory experiences those that make you happy because they involve good physical sensations And intensely emotional experiences both tend to be less durable than other satisfactions. So this, to me, speaks on the temporary, immediate gratification that you get from sensory experiences like a massage, or sex, or that feeling you get from a great movie. Those more sensory experiences offer incredible immediate gratification, but typically... I return back to my baseline of feeling like I did before, right after that experience is finished. Novelty also wears off fairly quickly. So, if you've moved to a new city, or taken a new job, you may feel an increase in happiness because you're experiencing something new. But as you grow accustomed to your new situation, the feelings may subside somewhat. And I have definitely talked about the power of rearranging your space, or changing your environment, or creating new experiences to keep things fresh and exciting for yourself so that that novelty can be prolonged a little bit. Take new routes home, switch up your routine a little bit, change your house around every once in a while. And even if you hate it and want to go back, it will feel so much more rewarding when you do return. To that baseline once you have gotten away from it for a little while. Don't be afraid to create your own novelty to increase your satisfaction and prolong your happiness. Another factor that can influence the duration of your feeling has to do with whether you compare yourself to others in seeking happiness. Studies show that when you pursue something in part because other people have it, The happiness that you experience wears off swiftly. If you've attained something for you that you value for your own sake, whether or not anybody else wants you to have it, your satisfaction may be more likely to persist. Your own sentimentality can prolong feelings of happiness. Researchers compared the results of seven studies. In a 2015 analysis, they found that when people associate sentimental value with an event, the happiness that they get from it remains more constant over time. That may be because people don't think of an occurrence on its own, but make a sentimental association with it. For instance, when admiring the pot holder your child knitted for you at camp many years ago, The upswell of delight is less likely about the beauty of the potholder than it is about the child who crafted it. In the Science of Happiness course that I'm taking, when they refer to this concept of the hedonic treadmill and us returning to our baseline, they do offer certain loopholes to prolong that happiness just like this. Again, you're going to be looking for long-term gratification things things that make you feel good in the process and also in the future instead of in the immediate now, like sensory experiences. When we reach for our phone, it may feel good immediately, but it's not going to make us happier in the long run. And again, that phone is only going to make us compare to what the Kardashians have or whoever else you're following, which is going to send you into another negative perception cycle, which will only add to the negative downswing of that baseline of happiness. It also reminds me of the nostalgia episode that I did. In order to increase your happiness with something, you should be savoring it, and one way to savor something is to pretend like you're going to miss it. If you tell yourself, this is my last day at work, you will be far more sentimental about the annoying elevator bell, or the way the printer sticks, or the way that Karen from accounting smells. You're going to be far more excited to make memories and hold on to little things because you know that it's almost over. You get that senior feeling of, wow, this is the last time I'll be here. Let me actually savor it. But if you go in with the mentality that you have no end in sight, No retirement in sight, and you're gonna be stuck in that same ugly cubicle for the rest of your life. You're gonna be far less happy going in every day, and you're not gonna feel that same sentimental savoring that you can from becoming nostalgic about things in the moment. So if you're ever getting bored of your routine, that's normal. That's just your hedonic treadmill in action. Create a little novelty savor the moment a little bit more intensely, pretend like it's going to end soon, and treat yourself to a little long-term gratification instead. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.